0: Hi, this is Andre Faria from Six Sense, and I am the newest member of the Freestyle Club. How do
1: you get your last name wrong? How do you <laughs> you got your last
0: name wrong? You want to write it down? Hi, this is Andre Faria from Sixth Sense, and I am the newest member of the Freestyle Club.
2: Is it Faria or Faria?
0: Warning, warning, warning. The Freestyle Club contains
3: adult language. It is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is Freestyle Club with your hosts, the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes, and CPR Jose Ortiz.
2: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Freestyle Club. My name is CPR Jose Ortiz, and I'm being joined by the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes. What's good, you bastards? And on the third chair this week, we have a manager, promoter, producer, record label, exec, t-shirt seller, a CD seller, booster of seats. We have uh, from Sixth Sense, Andre Faria joining us this week on the third chair. Andre, welcome to the Freestyle Club.
0: Thank you for having me. I've actually listened to the last couple of episodes and, and it's been really informative, really, you know, I was a little nervous coming on here and I listened to the last couple of episodes and it's been, it's been great it's great you guys touch on a, on a lot of different topics and uh, I'm excited to be here so
2: we've had two passionate arguments happening on the Freestyle Club one that has to do with the bookings of artists for shows and somebody that has been able to break through has been Andre Faria Andre has been working side by side for many years with Sa- Abatello but it wasn't something that was just given to him it was something that he worked for so the reason why we have Andre on the third chair this week is to talk all those different aspects because he's been into managing promoting he has his own record label but also he's had his artists
1: featured on fever record shows so i wanted to discuss those as well i just want to say that i'm really looking forward to our conversation because my biggest gripe with freestyle the genre slash industry is that it's always two steps behind of the times and let me just explain a little bit about that when we had the freestyle boards someone wrote in order for freestyle to come back it needs to go back to the DJs, meaning that he wanted to see more mixtape. And, and what was that for? Because people came out of the woodwork saying, no, mixtapes are evil. They'll kill the genre, blah, 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 right? Then after that, Glenn Gutierrez, to his credit, said that the future to, in music was downloads. And how many people came out and said, no, CDs are, are the, play, the way to go. Downloads are evil. So I was looking at Andre's profile. He mentioned streaming. He's the only one that's mentioned streaming so far. So to me, is someone that's forward thinking in freestyle, and, and, and to me, I can't wait to have this conversation.
3: This
0: is the Freestyle Club.
1: Six
2: Radio is that still going strong?
0: Yeah, we are slowly building it. Um, a lot of things have been happening with Hyena, so we kind of pushed it to the side. But we are going to be FM probably by the end of the year. Uh, we would just pick, you know, we got the uh, the low power FM license. Um, We got everything ready to go. It just, you know, we've been slowly building the studio as we speak and buying the equipment. And um, but at the same time, there's been so many different things that's going on with with Taina right now that, you know, we kind of had to take a little bit of a priority towards because, you know, she has. Uh, a lot of california stuff coming up in october and and she's like booked all over the place and so we're going to be doing a lot of traveling soon and there's a lot of stuff you know going on production wise so you know we're planning on doing it probably by the end of the year we're ready to launch and uh it's a little scary it's very very exciting you know my, my wife is kind of freaking out because i told her the budget is going to be a certain amount i didn't realize how expensive it was and it's like 15 times that but um You know, either way, I'm ready to launch it, and um, you know, it's exciting, a little scary, but exciting.
2: You're interested in not only streaming, but you're also interested in having an FM radio station.
0: Uh, Absolutely, I I believe that you should. You know, I've always been one that I want to step in every part of the game and and try to lock everything up. You know, streaming is is very, very important. It's the future, Um, and and that's all it is. I recently hooked up with some new people, and they showed me a whole new way of getting things done through streaming. And and bottom line, my you know. Just talking to the younger kids, and you know, my daughters. Uh, I'm sure everybody's kids. You know, they don't buy records anymore. Everybody streams Spotify. You know, tidal, uh, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Music. You know, and no one really listens. You know, downloads music anymore. Everything's about streaming. And you know, doing a couple of hundred streams, it's not going to make a difference. But when you focus it correctly, and you're doing a couple million streams, and you know how the pricing goes, you could probably make a good. 15 20 grand per track if you if you do the streams right and if you market it on the right right way In other words, spotify pays a certain amount um i know google play pays the most um and then you have you know title also pays well itunes doesn't really pay anything so just focusing on where you're gonna put the the streaming uh marketing through and 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 you know hoping for the best so but streaming is the way to go we've been testing it last couple of, of, of weeks uh, and months with taina we've been taking a lot of her older stuff and re-releasing it through the streams marketing it heavy and we've been seeing a big turnaround on this and her views and her followers have doubled if not tripled because of the of the following she went from i don't know a couple three or four or five hundred followers on facebook she's now at 23 um you know she went from like 200 friends on her facebook page she's like at eight thousand now so you know it's people that, w- that are watching and listening to her streams and and you know we see the popularity growing and we see things happening because of the streaming and i i strongly believe that if you're gonna if freestyle is going to survive or have a resurgence it should be through streaming because with the streaming you're gonna attract the younger generation which is what we talked about before cpr we're with, with trying to get the younger kids in there when you do those family nights with, with the shows and you're bringing the kids involved it's all about attracting the younger crowd and getting them turned on to the music this is the Freestyle Club, topic of the week,
3: let's talk Freestyle. This week's topic
2: is promoting, also being booked, talent management, which you have been able to be part of. Let's rewind to the beginning, how did the concept of Sixth Sense come about and how did you get involved in promoting Freestyle?
0: I grew up in the projects, of Projects, and um, Latimer Project, and I was always throwing parties as a kid. We used to, you know, take the light post and, and break open the, the bin, and we used to plug in our, the DJ equipment. We used to put it out of people's apartments, and we used to have these house parties uh, in the parks all the time. And um, during those days, we were very into graffiti, very into hip-hop, very into freestyle music. During the 80s and 90s, that's, that's all it was. One of the biggest websites around during the graffiti era was a company called Six Sense, and they used to have you know everything with graffiti and and the, the elements of hip hop. And um, I was always a big fan of the music. I was always a big fan of the website. You know, we grew up watching it. You know, when we used to do graffiti on the trains and so forth and vandalize walls, we used to hope that they would post our stuff and on that website. It, you know, especially <laughs> when that was our our five minutes of fame. They would yeah. What are you so,
1: talking
0: about? Exactly. So you know, eventually it, that grew out, and then you know, then I started getting involved in, in hip hop at one point, and I couldn't pack up a place to fill up anything. I, every time I used to throw a party, no one would show up, and I was probably like in my early 20s, and I met this young man named Matthew Hall, and he was a kid from Hunter College in the city, and I used to go to his shows, and his shows were packed beyond belief. I used to watch him and he used to show me how to do it and we used to throw parties together and at our first party it was packed and we made like $3,000 profit I was like this is great but Matthew Hall was the type of kid that would say okay we're going to take this 3000 and donate it towards uh, domestic violence that that's just the type of person he was we used to have fights over this you know all the time because I used to say let's spend some of this money you know, let's reinvest at one point we were booking we had a whole bunch of artists and we were going around and we we were going to the Zulu Nation 30th anniversary and we were booking artists for that one show and as we came out there was a fight broke out down the block we were in Harlem and Matthew was just he just turned 18 years old and Matthew's like well let's go and me I was so curious I said well let's see who's fighting and everybody ran towards us somebody yelled out gun and he fell to the ground and he passed away and um and ever since then I said I'm gonna Honor him, and we're gonna start, you know, doing these shows in his honor, and you know, we, we get involved in a lot of different charities and so forth. And um eventually, after he passed away, you know, I kind of stepped away from it. A couple years later, I was with a couple of friends of mine. We saw that the Six Cents website was it was up for auction. I don't know what happened, but I snatched it up really quick. I bought it and I took it over. My wife, it was her birthday, was coming up, and I said, "What do you want for your birthday?" And she she said, "I love freestyle music." Okay, no problem. I'm gonna book every freestyle artist that. That you want. We booked all these acts, and I remember Sal Abatello had called me up because I was trying to call Sapphire, and I didn't want to deal with him because I, I didn't know him. You know, I didn't really trust him. <laughs> That's the first time I heard that. So I said, no, 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 I'm going to do it myself, and I did it myself, and I booked all these acts, and it cost me a couple of grand. So I said, you know, how am I going to recoup this cost? I said, maybe I'll I'll sell tickets, and my wife should have all the acts there, and I can recoup my money. And I sold out. When I sold out, I looked at everything and I made like three or four thousand dollars profit. I'm like, wow, this is this is great. I said, let's do it again. This time I tried to book different artists. And when I booked that original show, I booked it through Charlie Rock. And when I tried calling him again to see if I could book another show, he was involved in that uh, award show that he was doing in Miami. So he didn't really have time to talk to me. I was still a little scared to talk this out because I heard all these things about him. And I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I should call him. He's a little pushy, you know? So I called <laughs> Latif and I said, and Latif's like, yeah, what do you want to do? I said, listen, I have a $5,000 budget and I want to book, uh, I, I want to put together a show. So Latif was like, "Okay, well, we can do this artist, that artist, and it'll cost you ten grand." I'm like, "Well, I told you I have a five thousand dollar budget." And he goes, "All right, so we can do this artist, this artist, this artist, and it'll cost you twelve grand." I'm like, "Dude, these this prices are the going up." <laughs> <The> upsell. Upsell. <laughs> telling you, I only have a five thousand dollar budget. I, I tried calling Ruben and I said, "Hey, I have a five thousand dollar budget." He goes, "How much do you have now?" I said, "I have a thousand dollars now." He hung up the phone on me. So I, I, wow. I was hesitant. I called up Sal and I said, "Sal, I, I really want to do this show, and I have a five thousand dollar budget." And Sal was like, "Well, how much do you have on you now?" But I said, I have maybe $1,500. So he's like, listen, I can give you these acts, Judy Torres and Noel, and it'll cost you like fifty-three dollars or $5,400. I said, that's fine. I said, but I only have $1,500 on me. He's like, Sal's like, give me the $1,500. Get the other money together. If you don't come up with the money, I'm just going to keep your $1,500. So I did it. We booked the acts and we sold out the show and he was paid on time and accordingly. And it just flowed over from there. Sal and I became close. Uh, he loved the fact of how I used to promote. He used to see me at Resorts World handing out flyers see me in the rain see me in the cold handing out flyers i was constantly getting thrown out of clubs i would sneak right back in to promote he saw that i was a hustler i didn't give up and you know it was my money on the line so i had to do whatever it took to get my money back by selling tickets and that's one thing that sal really appreciates is that he looks for people that actually work for their craft people that aren't scared you know and you'll see me at radio city musical i'll have three or four or five guys there and i'll be out there with them in the rain in the cold handing out flyers selling tickets talking to them you know making deals drink packages or whatever on the streets and that's something that style and i really appreciated. and then we started you know going back and forth investing in projects together and that's how him and i got close and that's how everything started going out of control and then we attached six cents to it just as a way to you know for tax purposes and whatnot and and we registered it and it just it just worked because we needed a name and we just put six cents together
2: you did something that is such a new york thing you stand outside you sell tickets you sell these packages i mean i i go to 42nd street and people are always trying to sell me tickets to a comedy show or check out the the strippers or come in for dinner so you got that same new york mentality why is it that people look down on you doing something like that where you are Using the tools that everybody in New York uses, but for freestyle, call it something negative as you got to sell tickets to be down with fever.
0: Not necessarily fever. I mean, you know, look, if I'm putting my own shows together, you know, it's my money on the line. You know, I grew up um, in in an old school mentality. You know, uh, my whole business model, you know, I was in the stockbroker business, you know, where, you know, they tied us down to the chairs until we made a thousand phone calls you know we were we were i'm a very aggressive person and even at this point in time where i have a staff and i have a crew i'm still out there on the street as much as social media is great you have social media you have online all these online things that you can do apps and and things that can help you with mailing lists and text messaging lists and everything else like that it's still great to to meet these people and and talk to them one-on-one and and tell them hey look i got a great show going on i have noel i have Judy, I have George, I have Kay, I have all these people you know, come down to the show and and they appreciate that a a lot more. Even some of the artists may look at you and and say this guy's a hustler, you know, you see I'm pushing their name at the end of the day and, you know, I think the whole thing is pride. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, I don't want to do that, but you know, you have to get your hands dirty if you want to accomplish a goal people are scared to do that and i do it all day and it works when when you see a show that i'm doing in the city that's packed you know the place fits 500 people and we have 700 people in there and and it it works because we we had that old school mentality don't get me wrong we're still texting people we're still sending email blasts and social media blasts you know we're still doing all that but we're still hitting the streets we're still going to our competitor's shows and venues, we're handing out flyers inside, handing out flyers outside. We're talking to the people that are coming in. You know, there's a Noel show in Jersey, we're there because we have a Noel show in New York in in three or four weeks. So we try to uh, attract the people that if you're going there to that show it's because you like those artists. And we have the same artists in, in a future show, those that's the type of crowd and demographics that you wanna go after. And people don't think that. They they sit on the computer and they just think that social media is the way to go. But social media is so inundated there's a thousand promoters out there trying to hand out post their flyers and, and it becomes a blur. But when you talk to someone face to face and you're handing out those flyers, you're talking to them about the show. Hey, I got, you know, I got my own personal tickets here. It's $40 a ticket, but give me 20, you know, and, and you're wheeling and dealing. And that's something that I've always been into. That's something that I've always liked and it's always worked for me. And, and, You know and it just works
2: but to rewind to what i stated in regards to a fever i know that it's not a fever thing but basically you earned your way and opened your own doors but people see it in another manner that you're kissing sal avatello's ass or that you're doing
0: something to get in well sal likes people that that hustles Uh, in Sal's position at his point in time he gets literally a thousand phone calls a day and this is something that sal had told me personally Sal says, there are so many people that call me and say, I want this. I want that. I want, I want, I want, I want. But no one's asking me what I want. No one's asking, no one's actually telling me, hey, I got something for you. And, and that that's a big thing. Um, you know, everyone calls up Sal left and right. Put me on a show. Put, you know, put this person on a show. Put that person on a show. And at one point in the past, I think sell 20 tickets and you can go on the show. And does he do that for certain people? I don't know. But I do know that me he just saw that I, I hustled, and I was able to sell tickets, and I was able to bring in a draw. And if you're a promoter, whether you're a Sal or a Brian Rosenberg or an Adam Torres or an Angela Gasi, or, or whatever you may be, one thing every promoter looks for is can you bring a draw? Um, at the at the end of the day, you know they're not going to give any you know new school artists a chance unless they know Taina is on these shows because Sal knows that I'm going to hustle and I'm going to push ticket sales. I'm going to promote the show because they're giving her an opportunity. Whether or not I post a flyer a million different places, email blasts, whatever, you know, there are people coming in and I'm causing uh, a stir for this particular show. And, and that's what Sal appreciates, and that's what Sal wants. He wants someone, if, he, if I'm putting you on the show, I want you to promote this show like you've never promoted anything in your life. I'm giving you an opportunity to shine. So help me shine. It's a give and take. And the problem with people that are trying to get involved with Sal is that nobody is returning the favor. To be on these shows, it's a privilege. Sal doesn't have to put you on these shows. And he's giving you the opportunity to do it. So show what you're worth and make it worth your while. Sal watches everything. You know, it may seem like he doesn't, but he does. And, and you know, if you're going to bat for him, he's going to go to bat for you. And, and that's why he has this circle. And that's why he deals with the people that he deals with because he wants loyalty he's giving me an opportunity i'm going to return the favor to him and i'm also giving him opportunities as well sal you know there's a big show coming up um you know it's a fifteen thousand dollar budget i can't handle like can we go half and half and you know and we'll split the profit down the line now i'm giving him an opportunity to earn and he appreciates that you know and then he also appreciates that if we take a loss on a show we lost nine thousand dollars on a show you owe me forty five hundred i i'll bitch and moan but i'll pay it And, and it's not about just you know, winning at the same time is taking losses and taking responsibility for it and that's what builds the relationship um, knowing that if we take a loss I'm going to take that loss with them if we take a win I'm- we're going to take that win together
2: There's so much good information in the last 10 minutes of this conversation. And so I want to give the unknown admin some time to maybe ask you some questions because I know he's listening to you. And I know that he's also read a lot of the comments that are online. I wanted to see what his take was at this time. Uh,
1: What would you say some of the biggest obstacles were when you started promoting?
0: People shutting the door in my face. People don't like when you go to different competitors clubs to promote your flyers. Um, it, It was a big thing getting thrown out. People shutting the door on you. No one's giving you the opportunity to to try to promote your product and promote your brand. But the whole thing is just try and try. I don't want to sit home. I should have, could have, woulda. I'm the type of person that, that says, well, I tried and I lost, but I'm going to try again. The biggest thing with promoting these events is, is trying to get the word out there. Again, social media is so inundated. You know, there's a million guys that are that are posting shows and it becomes a blur. So you have to be 10 times more aggressive than the than the average person. You have to put three or four or five guys putting that flyer in your face to make you see it. And then you wake up in the morning and you get an email and then you get a text message and then you check your email and it's there. And then you, when you go to the club at night, you see us there handing out flyers. We've actually built a call center now that we have guys calling your house now where you're, where you're eating dinner. Hey, we have a show coming up this weekend. <laughs> uh, we give you.
1: Discount. Oh, you're the one.
0: So you're the uh, one, huh? <laughs> those annoying people that call you up at, at, at night, now we, we're we doing it. We have three or four guys that are calling you up. We have your phone number, and we're calling you up, and we're offering you a discount. Hey, you've been to the last three shows. Why don't we cut you out on a discount? Maybe give you a couple of drinks, and we try to be more advanced and more aggressive than the average person uh, again on social media the people one of the people's biggest mistakes is that they're sitting on the computer just putting out one flyer on their page and they're not paying attention to the activity and that's the biggest downfall with promoters is that i can put it on 15 different pages but when you look at those pages you got no view maybe one like, maybe it wasn't even accepted in that group and i i examine all that and i look at those groups All right, this group may have 3,000 people, but I got 15 likes and three comments. This group has 40,000 members, and it wouldn't even let me in. Get rid of that group. This group has 10,000 members and one like for the last three or four flyers. Get rid of that group. Focus on the people that you're getting the activity on. And if you're promoting in the same group or the same type of people that you're not getting no activity, and they're not even paying attention, look, I promoted the 15 groups, but those 15 groups aren't giving you no activity. I'd rather promote the three or four groups that have the most activity and, and people just don't pay attention to the numbers and the, and the stats. And that's, people, that's the major downfall.
1: Yeah, I, I see a lot of that where you go to the groups and it's just people posting, posting, posting the same stuff in, in like a thousand different groups. But I, I think it's better to post in, in the 10 or 20 groups that are active than to waste your time with a thousand groups where the people are just going to be the same. And you can just exactly. use that extra time doing something else. And it's just like
2: what you said uh previous episodes of the Freestyle Club. Once you post something on one of these groups, it's going to be gone five minutes later. Uh, it's going to be buried in a lot of stuff. And that's a great point that the Unknown Admin made previously during one of the shows.
3: Subscribe to the Freestyle Club podcast, theunknownadmin.com, and cprsmusic.com. Go, 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 go.
0: You went
2: from promoting shows to becoming a manager. Why did you start
0: managing artists early on in your career? Mickey Garcia invited me to his house for one of his parties, and uh, I met a guy named Tony Romeo, and he told me, he was, hey, listen, you know, I met this girl named Jill Terrell and um you have to meet her and she's great and maybe you could do something with her and i was like well i'm not a, i'm not a manager what am i gonna do I don't, I don't know anything about that but i had met her and you know she's a tall girl beautiful and we had a conversation we exchanged phone numbers i knew rosa from the diamante show for maybe 20 years even back when i was doing hip-hop and she was asking me if i knew any artists to go to the diamante show so i was like yeah i'll help her you know and i called up joe i said hey do you want to do the show and she came down you know she did the show and i think she liked the fact that i was i was always very um overprotective. you know we kind of work well together you know we made sure her mic was working and you know then there was like another show and another show and she just did that song runaway with julio mena and julio mena hit me up wanting to be in, on the show that i was doing called kings of freestyle i heard his music i said yeah it was great and it just so happened that at the time i was talking to jill julio and jill were already talking they already did that song runaway together I heard it, and I asked Sal, why don't you consider putting this group on the show to open? And Sal's so like, I don't want to deal with them. No, 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 nah. What I did was, you know, just because a, a Fever name, a Fever logo is on that flyer doesn't necessarily mean it's a Fever show, could mean you booked the artist through him or he's helping you promote it or whatever. And it was a venue that I wanted, I wanted Jill Terrell to be on, and Sal said no. So I called up the, the venue owner, I called up the show promoter who was doing it, and I, and I got her in. Sal walks in, he goes, why is she here? And then the promoter like, well, Andre called us. And that, again, that's what Sal likes. He likes the fact that you're a hustler and you're going to get the job done no matter what, even if you have to go around. But he heard Runaway, and Sal absolutely loved that song. And then we started putting him, putting them together on a couple more shows and a couple more shows, and it just started spinning out of control. But just to clear the air, Sal doesn't put Taina or, or the artists that I represent on every single show. Sal says no to me probably like six times out of ten. You know, uh, but because I find ways of going around it. Again, not all the shows are his, you know, you could be hosting it or whatever, but there are other people paying the bill as well. So sometimes you have to go around that. And and that's how it looks like, you know, Taino or joe or whoever was on all these shows. But, you know, I was finding ways of getting them in and I was finding, making deals with them, you know, that we can help push and help promote the event and get the word out. It was like a give and take with these people. So that's how, you know, we started working and it just filled out of control. And next thing you know, we're working together. And, and Joe and I made actually, at one point, we made a great team. Jill, and I learned a lot of stuff about the business together, you know, in terms of, of getting money on the side and doing this and doing that and getting more bookings. And we would collaborate together. We became like a like a sister brother type of team. And um, and that's how we learned a lot on, on how to succeed in this business. So you started adding
2: more and more to your to your team. And how did you end up with Taina?
0: So we did the, we did a song called Love and War, and it was a way of paying back some money that was owed. We did the song together. We Wait had a minute. Girls.
2: Hold on a second. What do you mean, paying some money that was owed?
0: As I was paying for a lot of, a lot of the bill, I was paying for the travel, I was paying for this, I was paying for that, and hoping to recoup it. You know, I was paying for other stuff that he needed. And at one point, he says, "Well, how about we just do a song together? You can have it." I said, "All right, let's let's do that. Let's see how it works." So, you know, he did run. He did love and war. We had a, a leading lady for the video, and she backed out last minute. Maria Tucker, She says, "Hey, I know somebody." And and you know uh, you know she's great. She's an actress and she's a part time singer. And, and we'll send her over. So we had her meet us at a house in Long Island where we are doing the video shoot. And and, she, and t- it was Taina. And Taina came literally like two hours early. And if you know Taina, Taina looks a lot younger than her age. So when I met her years ago, she looked like she was 12 years old. And I was complaining. I said, I said, yeah, I needed a leading lady who looked you know, who was like voluptuous. And you sent me a girl who looks like she's 12 years old. So she's sitting down in my living room. And I'm like, what's your name? She goes, I'm Taina. I said, Hey, how are you? And we're two hours before anybody was supposed to show up. So I got up and I walked away and I left her by herself in the living room for two hours. I called my wife and I said, listen, there's some, she goes, Oh, did Tyena show up? I said, yeah. I said, she's been sitting on the couch by herself for two hours. And she's like, why are you leaving her on the couch for two hours? I'm like, cause I don't believe that she's 19. She has to be 12 years old. And I said, I don't want like Chris Hansen coming out the closet, like, what are you doing with this young girl? Oh my you god. <laughs> so I just didn't want to be around her. I just didn't want to be around like a young little girl. But, you know, she turned out, she was like 18, 19 at the time and and um, we did the video shoot and then she says she can sing. And when she sung for us, she had like this sultry, like a uh, Nelly Furtado, Rihanna type of vibe And and, you know, I said, let's see if we can try to do something with her. And we brought her to the mix. Because You know, at one point, Ty Bless came into the mix, and then everyone just jumped on board for some reason. And it turned out to be some big thing. And Taina, at the end of the day, she's the only one that that really stayed at the end because we built that much of a, a relationship. You know, there's a loyalty between us, and, you know, she's doing great things now. So
2: Taina and Ty Bless was my favorite duo of recent memory. Six!
1: Obsession. My girl wanna leave me, I'm on my knees, she's ordering up some protection We both need the breathe, if she wanna leave, the all of the winds that she's spreading And I
3: cannot see, not being with me, I'm bringing from all again You're home with the kids, I'm with the
2: big, who willing while you're feeling sad The better I get, you're giving me shh, and I wanna
3: bounce so bad The groupies and chicks, you're paying my click, the perks that come the game.
2: I thought that they gelled together very well. I thought that they were a great team. And uh, I was saddened to see that it didn't last. What do you think a lot of the people that you had as part of your Sixth Sense group just parted ways and went their own separate way?
0: Jill and Julio had Runaway together and they were doing shows together all over the place. But they didn't really really get along. Jill is very refined. Jill doesn't like to have her personal business thrown out there. Jill doesn't like the drama. Jill Terrell is probably like one of the most professional people to do an interview with. You can try to stump her She'll walk right through it. You know, she she's awesome like that, where Julio's comes from a different cloth. So their personalities just didn't mesh. So even though they did shows together and they were civil together, but, you know, it didn't work out because it's just two different personalities, two different vibes. You know, Jill is also a mother. So she's very concerned about her image and what people think about her. You can ask her and she'll agree with um, Ty Bless and Taina. We were all a family. And, and, you know, it's not good to to shit where you eat. And uh, what about Gabriella? I know that you had her for a
2: good solid year, and you know she had the number one song and all the freestyle for twenty seventeen. What happened with Gabriella?
3: Temptation, your sweet temptation.
0: Gabriella, I think she didn't see the vision that we saw, you know, at that point, you know, I told her, I said, listen, you know, my route to get through things is through the freestyle route, you know, cause we know, I know all the promoters, I know all the venues, I know everything. I wanted her just like you preach all the time, earning your audience. You know, it's not about just making a record and putting it out there. You know, we need to perfect your craft. You know, we want you to, to do your shows. We want you to do rehearsals and, and do everything that you wanted to do. And um, she did it, you know, she didn't really see where I was going, but she did it as, as well. And she did very well. And then, you know, she just had some personal family problems that we didn't know about. You know, all of a sudden we saw, you know, a couple of her sh- last shows were, were not as good because she has a killer voice, an amazing voice. And, and her last show wasn't wasn't that well. So we're trying to figure out what was wrong with her. And it turned out she had some personal family issues and she wanted to take some time off, you know. So I said, oh, OK, so we didn't, you know, we didn't push it. You know, we were a little upset because I felt like she should have opened up to us and let us know. You know, we could have helped her. Then she said that she didn't feel like she was getting anywhere and she didn't feel like she wasn't progressing as fast. And I said, I I know where you're going with this, but you have to earn your audience. It's an uphill battle. Taina knows everything. She knows how to handle a big crowd. She knows how to handle a small crowd. The mic cuts off. She knows what to do. She knows how to handle shady promoters. She knows how to handle the business as a whole because she went through it. She went through the ups and downs. She cried. She laughed. She succeeded. She failed. And I want any artist that is going to roll with us, I want every artist to go through that. They have to learn the business. And the best way to learn it is through the freestyle genre where you have a taste of these big venues. And you're actually talking to artists that are 30 years in the business, platinum selling artists that are still making a good amount of money that they don't have to work. The TKAs, the Judy's, the, the Cynthia's. And they've all sat down with, with Taina and told them stories. I got screwed over. I did this and I did that. And she learned everything by talking to these living legends that are still out there 30 years later and that's what made her the artist that she is. Taina did the work and a lot of artists didn't want to do the work. But I still talk to Gabriella, she's still grades her, you know, she's getting better with a family situation and you know we have a single that we're going to release sometime next month or so and um you know we wish her the best you know there's no hard feelings we love her to death we still talk to her on a daily basis we still talk to her family and she she's still close with Tanya. they talk and they hang out and stuff like that so you know it it was never anything negative it's just she had she wanted to go a fast track and she didn't want to work like everybody else did so that was that was the problem with that so
3: Subscribe to the Freestyle Club podcast, theunknownadmin.com, and cprsmusic.com. Go, go,
1: go, go. Well, I was just looking over uh, Andre's roster. It's, uh, I mean, pretty impressive. Over 40 artists, a very diverse roster. Everything from Brenda K. Starr to Joe Zangi, Lisa Lisa to Nina Sky, uh, Fat Joe, Big Daddy Kane. Jodeci, Crystal Waters. I mean, the list goes on and on as a bunch of heavy hitters. So my question to you is, is this someone that you want to work with?
0: Some person that I've never actually personally worked with, but i we've been in the same circles. I've always wanted to book La India. Uh, you know, there's certain artists that, you know, I always wanted to just work with them and, and so forth. But, you know, working with these artists, you know, don't forget these are artists that I grew up listening to. In the beginning, when I jumped in here, it was, I was trying not to fanboy, you know, like the first time I met TKA, <laughs> I was kind of like, I lost my virginity to Louder Than Love. You know, so like, TMI. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so so to see all these acts, Judy Torres, and be able to work with them, and you know, now you have their cell phones, and and you're bullshitting with them, you're having drinks with them on on a Friday night, on a Thursday night, and stuff like that is, it's it's a little weird, and it's a little um, it's an honor, you know, really, because some of these people are so so humble, and it's so exciting to be working with these people and booking them, and and working with them side by side, and it's an honor. And I love doing these shows, it's, it's, a, it's a joy to, to love what you do. I know that
2: you and I are not supposed to get personal on this conversation, but I'm going to break the rules. Do you feel that these relationships in freestyle are just temporary and, and are meant to not last?
0: Taina was brand spanking new when I when I met her. You know, We molded her and we made her a certain way and she has her appreciations and, and she has her, her vision. I think with with Jill and Julio and Shy and Ty Bless and all these people, they've you know they've been around for ten years, fifteen years, and you know they've been they've been shitted on, you know, and and whether or not it was the artist's fault or whether or not it was bad promoters, bad managers, a lot of them have a bad taste in their mouths, so a lot of times they don't really trust or they don't they don't respect me, you know. I don't have fifteen twenty years in the freestyle genre like like you guys do, you know. I'm probably five years in you know so they look at me and they'll say this guy doesn't know what he's talking about this guy doesn't know what he's doing his vision is a little wacky I don't agree with it but they've been doing this for 15 20 years and they haven't gotten to the point where they want it to be you know obviously they're, they're probably doing something wrong everybody wants to jump on board they like what I'm doing but when I try to give them my ideas and how I do things they, they kind of get a little confused they get a little scared you know they're scared of starting over but sometimes they have to start over and, and a lot of people they feel like they're established I've been around for 15 20 years i earned my rights well you, you haven't earned your rights because you're not where you want to be you know if you earned where you want to be then you wouldn't be calling me and there's been a handful of a-list artists that that are doing shows all over the place platinum selling records that have come up to me and, and asked me to work with them and it's the same thing you know i've been doing this for 30 years i know what i'm doing okay that's great then why are you calling me why are you asking me you know so a lot of times my vision and, and everything else is a little bit different it maybe it's just sometimes people just don't mesh you know, I'm a little bit more progressive. You know, I believe in the streamings. I believe in this. I believe in that. And I believe in investing heavy. And a lot of people don't want to invest heavy. A lot of people are scared and they're reserved. I take a lot of risks. You know, I believe that if you... A person who risks nothing, does nothing, has nothing. You know, I take a lot of risks. And I take a lot of losses. But I also take a lot of wins. And, and and, you know, I'm a little bit more daring with stuff. And, and that kind of turns people off or scares people a certain way. Or they just don't want to be part of that world where someone that's, is, is, you know, a little bit more aggressive and, and doing what I'm doing and, you know, they're not ready for that. They don't want to do the work. You know, I'm the type of guy I'll tell Taina, come with me. Let's go hand out these flyers. I want you to meet the fans that you're talking to. She'll do it. Other people are like, I don't want to do that. I'm bigger than that. You, you're not, you know, cause if you're not connecting with your fans, how do you know what they want or what they like? You know, how do you know when they tell you, I love your song, I don't like your song. You know, how do you know, you know, a lot of these people don't want to do the work and don't want to see things the way don't come to me and say, I love what you're doing. I want to work with you. And then we say, okay. And then they say, well, I don't want to do it your way. I'm going to do it my way.
2: What they're saying to you actually is that I want you to do what you did for Taina, but I don't want to do what Taina did to get to where she is. Exactly. That's a great segue into the freestyle Illuminati.
0: Half of the American public believe at least one conspiracy theory. The one they have all heard of is the story of a highly secret society pulling the strings and controlling the course of world events. But it is not just one story, it is many theories. Here are the greatest illuminati conspiracies musical brainwashing
2: ralph you know a lot about the freestyle illuminati because it has been mentioned time and time again during the time that we've been on the boards and now on the freestyle
1: club page yeah we can't get away from it man yeah i was looking at the conversation in the group and and one comment kind of stuck out with me because it's it's a reoccurring theme is that the people in the know can't talk about it because there'll be consequences and repercussions right so uh, i just want to ask you andre has anyone tried to bruce lee you and by that, I mean, when Bruce Lee came to America and tried to teach us his brand of Kung Fu, he was summoned by the elders and told that he couldn't teach them. So were you summoned by the freestyle mafia and told that you couldn't book a certain person or you couldn't book a certain venue when you first
0: started? No. I mean, when when I first started, there were so many people that came up to me and it was a little overwhelming and a, and a little confusing. Everybody wanted to be my best friend. Everybody wanted me to book them and book their artists, and they didn't want me. They didn't want me going through Sal. They could do it themselves. And and meanwhile, you know, hey, book this artist for five thousand dollars. I'm like, well, why would I book that artist for five thousand dollars when Sal is selling it for three thousand? Oh, well, Sal's this and Sal's that. I'm like, but you know, Sal gave me a chance in his business, so I'm gonna stay loyal to him. And when there's little clicks when I first joined in this business, and it was hard to to go through. Who was there? Who was fake, and who wants to be your friend? Who doesn't want to be your friend? Um, there was just a lot of opportunists, and and said I stick with the people I trust, and I book people that that Sal doesn't really necessarily get along with, and Sal would probably call me up and say, "Why'd you book them?" i like like, "Because I just wanted to," you know, and, and it is what it is. There's been times. Where you just gotta stick to your guns. Like I love TKA, I love K7, that particular set. I don't necessarily like the other TKA because it's nothing personal. It's not about the politics to me. It's not about loyalty to K or Sal. It's just I seen the other act perform live, and I just don't like the way they look. I don't like the way they perform. So it's not it has nothing to do with me being loyal to K. It has to do with the fan, and that's the reason why. That's how I do my business. I mean, I don't think there's anything. Well, if you book a certain artist, you're not you're not rolling with us anymore. I think that's more of like a a living legend. It's just if somebody is bashing Sal, then more than likely they're bashing me. And if they're bashing me and Sal, then more than likely they're bashing K and they're bashing all these people. And so why would we do business with them?
1: Some people will say that, well, uh, Andre, he has to say that, you know, so I'm going to give you the opportunity to to cough once if there's someone standing over you. And uh, we'll call the cops. (laughs) We'll send the cops
0: there are you know certain groups that don't like Kay. so i'm like okay that's fine you don't have to like him oh but you book Kay, so and sal books k so now he's a piece of shit uh and you're friends with Kay, so andre you're a piece of shit you know and don't come to us to try to ask for business when you're talking shit about me you're talking shit about all these people and it's like with cpr i'm friends with cpr you know we do things together but because in the same and vice versa the people will tell cpr why your friends with andre now you're a piece of shit or why you're friends with cpr now you're a piece of shit you know well now you're attacking me, and now you're attacking CPR. So now you're upset because I'm friends with CPR and I'm defending him. Well, you're bashing both of us at the same time.
1: Time yeah. out. We're friends. <laughs> <laughs> so so basically, what it is in the business of freestyle, it's just too personal. Instead of it being about business, it's it's all about being
0: personal. It's and ego. I, I, yeah. Yeah, everything's everything's an ego. You know, one person gets more bookings than somebody else. You know, because they have a management team that's working that much harder. You know, all of a sudden they're public enemy number one. You know, if Sal, if someone tries to come to Sal and say, hey, Sal, you know, I want you to book before a show, but I'm not going to promote your show and I want you to pay me and I have no draw. I'm not going to help you out. And Sal says no. Now he's a piece of shit, you know, and that's what it comes down to. Taina has a lot of people that don't like her just simply because she's brand new in the business. She's gone farther than a lot of people. been in the business for 15 20 years
2: to say that she hasn't earned her audience would be a misrepresentation because she has earned her audience and the good thing about taina is that she's done things the old school way so she has come here to new england she has come to our area and she has shaked hands she's kissed babies and she's earned her audience and she's done it multiple times and she's earned the respect of the people (coughs) in our area i can speak for new england because she's been booked here a dozen times so all I can say is is that, you know, yeah, she's managed by Six Sense, but as an artist, she earned whatever she's getting right now. And and I kind of resent that, you know, because I've given her a hard time throughout the years, and I've put her to the ringer, and I've put her to the test, and she's passed with flying colors. I have nothing but respect for Taina, and that's just the bottom line, because CPR said so. I just love the fact that you know she <laughs> I came. That line. I know. I, I love the fact that she came to New England. You know, she traveled. She met everyone that liked her song. She met the people that didn't like her song and turned their hearts around. She did autograph signings. Came to work for free. She stayed up late rehearsing. She made a good impression. She kept her cool in hard situations. I mean, I can only say positive things about Tyena.
0: in Springfield and taina has done shows in Lawrence and Malden, Rhode Island. And people, she goes to these states and she's performing and then she cries after because people are singing the lyrics to her song and they know let me live, they know higher, they know toxic. They know all these all these songs because it, it stemmed from your show. You know, and, and it's and it's spilled out, and people talk about it. And Wait, hold on a second. And... Wait,
2: don't 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 put me over, because then they're going to think mm-hmm. that you know you paid That's me it. or I paid you or you know there's something going on here. You know, the Illuminati.
1: The, the Illuminati. Yes. Yeah,
2: CBR is the Illuminati. It was me, Austin. It was me all <laughs> along. But um, <laughs> I appreciate the sentiment. But you know, a lot of people say that my radio show it means nothing. The top ten means nothing
0: because they don't know how to they don't know how to market. They, they think that just because you're on the top 10 countdown, they're expecting the phone to ring and it's not going to ring. The people that are listening to your show are, are, are the people, you know, the people in New England are listening to your show, but you have to take what the, you, what they've accomplished by being on the countdown and using that to attract the promoters. Like we do, I'll hit up Pellegrino. I'll hit up all those promoters out there in New England. I was like, you know, Taina has a following. If you bring her out there, people are going to sing to her song. She's going to bring in 20, 30, 40 people and You know what? She's been on the radio. She's been on FM radio, uh, you know, 90.7. You know, she hit number one at this time, at that time. She's been on the top ten countdown a million times. You know, give her a shot. And they see it when she goes out there and and you see all those people singing her song and and while Tanya's crying, they're like, you're right. You know, you have to use the radio station as a marketing tool to to get the word out there. Everyone loves the fact that, you know, you're on an FM station, but if they don't know about it, they're never going to give you that shot. And, and I, it makes me sick when I hear these artists. I've been in to the top 10 countdown eight times and I never got a show. I never made a dime. I never downloaded nothing. Well, you never use that, that platform as a tool to market. You know, again, these people, they, they think that just because you have a hot song that you should be booked and the phone should be calling. And it doesn't work that way. I make a, a million phone calls a day, daily. I scan social media. I see all the shows that are out there, shows that I'm interested in, shows that I think Taino is interested in. I make those phone calls. I try to get myself in there. I push myself in there. And, and I make those connects, and I do that on a daily, daily basis. It's not something that you could do one day. It, it's law of averages. You, know, you hit 100 people, you're going to talk to 10, you're going to get two or three offers. That's law of averages. So the more people you hit up and the more attractive you make it, Artists need to put together an EPK, a press kit. You know, what you've done, what you've accomplished. Send it out there. Put two or three songs that, that let them download it. Watch a video, a live performance video and a music video. So let them see what they look like all print up and let them see them live on stage. Let them see that you've been on this station, that station, that station. You know, see the crowd's reaction. People don't do that. They just sit in there and they make them, you know, phones not ringing. It's CPR's fault. No, it's your fault. You're not doing the work. You, CPR did his job by putting you on, on, on the countdown. He's giving you airplay, 4,000 watts. People from three different states are listening to you right now. Take that that accomplishment and utilize it. And that's what people don't do. And that's why people fail. And that's why people blame you.
2: And that was a public service announcement by six cents. I appreciate the words. I appreciate the sentiment. I felt like I was like a ventriloquist and, you know, I was throwing my voice. These are things that I've been talking about since I was 22 years old and it's 21 years of of the same thing. At least it worked for you and it worked for your artist. If I can help one artist, then I've done my job because, you know, I work for free and I'm not obligated to play anybody's song. The fact that you're on a countdown and I play you on a a weekly basis is something that you should be thankful for. But uh, I guess people don't count their blessings in our music i think that uh things get too competitive sometimes you know especially with the top 10 countdown and i've talked about this with you personally if people knew how to use the top 10 countdown as a marketing tool i think they would get a little further i i think that you know if they knew how to promote themselves i think they would get a, a bit further i think that if they stop blaming Sa abatello and the old school artists for holding them down does uh, Sa abatello own a bunch of shows in New York? Yeah, but uh, you've been successful and you've told us about the methods that you've taken to become successful. And not everything is, is peachy, but you have been able to uh, have a certain level of success. So I'm hoping that anyone listening to the Freestyle Club this week can get uh, some of the information that you have shared with us and take it as a way to improve themselves or push themselves to, to do something similar?
0: You know, there's really no big secret and there's no really no big conspiracy. Things have worked out for Taina and myself because I have two things that a lot of people don't have, and that's hunger and that's drive. When someone tells me you can't be on the show or you can't do this, I'll do my own show. You know, if someone says no, but I find out there's another partner, I'll go through that other partner. You know, there's nothing that's going to stop me from accomplishing what I tend to accomplish. You know, if Sal says no, I'm going to go do it anyway.
2: So again, I want to recap this. You go over Sal sometimes to get your artist booked. I hope they're listening because, you know, everybody has this assumption that it's you and Sal, buddy, buddy, doing things together, you know?
1: It's what I wanted to say was that this is the thing that, that kills me in freestyle is I've heard the same arguments from the perspective, from the uh, the artist saying, well, you know, CPR won't play my song. I'm like, wait a minute. There's a thousand other DJs out there and a hundred other stations that you can go to to play your song. So, you know, why does it have to be him? If you can't get on his show, get on someone else's show. Create a buzz and make it so that he has to play your song. There's been songs that CPR, you know, may not play right away, but then he says, yo, wait a minute. This is making a buzz. uh, One of them was with Breisky's song. Like, dude, you got to listen to the song and it got to the point that he had to play it, and it came on his, his top ten countdown. It was oh, uh, it was number one on my top ten point. countdown. Cold
2: Heart Hotel, Sonny Montrose. Cold heart-
1: So if you can't get from A to B, then go from A, B, C, D to, to you get to the point that you want to get to. And here's, you know, the, here's the best part, Ralph. I have had artists
2: that have told me, I don't need you to play my song, but are currently bitching, moaning, and complaining on social media right now because I'm not playing their song. So I don't get it.
0: They want to pass blame on everybody else instead of taking responsibility to push in their own brand. Everything's a brand. CPR's Clubhouse is a brand. The Unknown Admin, is a, it's a brand. Fever, it's Sixth Sense, Taina, they're all brands. You have to care about your brand and you got to push it and you got to make it seem like, you know, this is this is the hottest thing ever. You got to shove it in people's face. Again, you know, people don't believe me. But out of the 10 times I'll ask Sal to put Taina in the show, he'll say no six times, maybe seven. And because Taina's on that show, it's because maybe I went through another partner. Or maybe Sal's a limited partner, you know? So it's very rare that Sal says yes to me. And one more thing,
2: just because Taina released a song doesn't mean she automatically goes on a top 10 countdown. You could tell him about that. How many times have I sent you back to the drawing board?
0: I'm going to tell you this right now. There's been plenty of times. I've given Jose so much music, and there's been plenty of times where he says, I don't like it. I don't flip out. I ask CPR two questions. Why don't you like it? And what can I do to make it better? And I, I don't sit there at a few... It's your fault. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, everybody has their own taste and flavors. And to get on a particular market like CPR's Countdown, he has his own style and his own taste. And, and I know it works because I see the effect that, that the New England crowd has with Tyena. So I'll listen to you because I see the, the effects of it. And I'll ask you again, I'm not going to flip out on you because you tell me you don't like it. I want you to tell me the truth. There's been times you said I love this track. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it right away. And there's been times you said I just don't like it. It sounds like this. It sounds like that. I just don't like it. Maybe fix this up. Get this new uh, new producer and whatever. And that's it. I go back to the drawing board. Going back to South. He's like a father figure to me. He's a partner. We're partnered in different shows. We're partnered in different things. Um, I, I you know we do the Central Park show. Uh, the American camp society we do so many different projects together and you know we've become extremely close and, and it wasn't something that was given to me it was something that was earned over time through trust through investments and and good business and bad business but how we react to those and that's what builds the relationship
3: yo what's up this is sal avatillo king of freestyle baby fever records in the house crush groove and body moving i want you to go out and buy my girl cd tiana 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 Ty
1: Let me put Ty And then I'll oh, move no. Motherfucker And I had too. CD sales are down 20% Digital yep. albums are down 22% Digital singles are down almost 30% You are the only one that talks about On-demand streaming The only artist, promoter Whatever title you want to throw in front of your name You're the only one that I've seen talk about On-demand streaming Which happens to be on a 45% rise Vinyl records We've talked about Vinyl records before That's 20% gains In the last year uh, Why yep. aren't People talking about Streaming Why why are we so late To the game
0: Because people Refuse to To accept What's going on now They're still stuck In their, in their corner They're still stuck In their times Where CDs was popping When vinyls was popping You know Stream scares them but Just because Look a known fact is a lot of these new school freestyle, artists, they don't even wanna take streams. They don't wanna take Spotify because they're making pennies. You know, but they're not utilizing it. Let me and again, we recently and this is all something that I've learned about in the last couple of months, uh we've linked up with a production company that that represent that does business with people like Six Nine and and, and XXX Station, the guy that was killed and Trippy Red and all these people and they, when they talked to me, they, they schooled me into something new. They're like, you know, listen, the only reason why you don't know about this or don't understand it is because you're old. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, you're in your mid to late 40s. You're, you're old. You still believe in vinyls. You still believe in CDs. You don't understand the power of streaming. You know, the demographic to, you know, is younger. Anywhere from 12 to into the 20s, the majority of those people, all they do is stream. Nobody would look. With streaming, you pay a $10 fee or a $5 fee, whatever it is. You have title. Spotify, you know, you have Google Play, iTunes, Apple Music, and you pay five or ten dollars a month, and you have access to unlimited records. Okay, I could listen to Alex Duniga, I could listen to whatever I want to listen to on streaming. I don't, I don't have to buy the album. I already have the new album. I can play it as many times as I want. And the new song comes on, I play that, and it's cheaper for the consumer than buying a CD for 10 15 20 bucks when you only like two or three songs. So you you listen to the streams and you focus on that and and. People don't realize the power of that, but if you market it correctly, which is what we've been doing, you know, we're going on all the blogs, the double the XLs, whatever freestyle shows they're on, and we're going on it. We're posting the links, posting the links, posting the links, letting people know that it's there for streaming. We're not trying to take money from you. Listen to it, and and we see a major difference. We you know we're releasing a lot of painters old stuff into streaming, and the worst CD, which didn't do well with the freestyle crowd because it was a mixed genre stuff in two weeks had over two hundred thousand streams. When you do the math, she made like fifteen two thousand dollars on that on that one project because it's two hundred thousand streams. And and there's a calculator for every artist that you can you can look up, you know, where if you do a million streams in in, in Spotify, you're gonna get four thousand dollars. If you do a million streams in Google Play, you're gonna do fifteen thousand dollars. You know, if you do a million streams in iTunes, you're gonna get two thousand dollars. They have to and you got to focus on that one thing that's going to generate the most revenue, and you have to post that everywhere.
1: This is, Yeah, because this is what kills me, and I said in the beginning of the show, this is my biggest gripe with freestyle as an industry, is that we're always two steps behind everybody else. You know, whether when, when it came to uh, mixtapes where guys in, in R&B and hip-hop that do mixtapes are the dudes that the RA guy goes to the scoop on who's the best artist out there, the, you know, the undiscovered artist. They was boo-hoo. No, no, you can't go the mixtape route. And then, like I said, Glenn from the West Coast was talking about, forget about CDs, focus on downloads. That's the future. And, and that caused a shitstorm, you know? And, and I'm like, wait a minute, it's just not enough forward-thinking people in freestyle. That's why it's in the situation that it's in. No one has a vision. No one can see, you know, the wave coming
0: if they don't understand something they fear it that's the biggest thing they don't want to learn about it you don't need a record label anymore to to sell units you don't need sometimes you don't need massive radio play to 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 sell units look at that guy 69 no major radio play no nothing the guy's platinum all over the place by streams alone and he doesn't even have major radio play he's not signed to a record deal he uses production companies that pushes the streams left and right and that's the route that he's going and that's where a lot of these younger artists are starting to turn to is through the streaming because again, trying to force someone to pay 99 cents for a download, it doesn't make any sense. They're not going to do it, especially when they're paying $10 a month and they're getting your song anyway. It
2: doesn't make six cents.
0: It doesn't. And, and we see the income starting to come in and Taina now is making more money off of streaming than she's ever did before with downloads and CD sales.
1: The information is out there. I mean, this freestyle podcast is what I do as a labor love, right? Before this, I wasn't really uh, feeling freestyle. I had removed a lot of people remove myself from groups because I, I was just, you know, I have moved on. CPR could tell you that I, when he came to me with the project, I was like, you yeah, know, I, I was thinking about doing something like that, but eh, I, I just, <laughs> you know, I, he, he laughs because he knows how I felt at the time, right? Yes. Here we are, you know, Rolling Stone, Forbes, New York Times, the New York Post, Billboard, Sound Exchange, on and on and on. The information's out there. If I can find it, and I just got back into freestyle. What's everyone else's excuse?
2: I've always said this. uh, People in freestyle are lazy, uninspired, and they want someone else to do the work for them. I've said this for, what, 20 years now? And it still rings true to this day. As a matter of fact, people are so worried about these Facebook Live videos and being so popular on Facebook Live that the unknown admin and I have been focused on podcasting. And everybody in Freestyle has completely ignored podcasting. I mean, completely.
1: Yeah, that Was it 400-something episodes ago, you had asked me when we shut down the Freestyle station, uh, what should I be doing next? I said, dude, podcast." I mean, I didn't even hesitate, Right, I say podcasting. That's it. Where are all the other freestyle podcast that? I mean, podcasting had a seventeen percent increase from last year. So, look, where's look, freestyle? Where, where's our podcasters at, man? And I'm willing to help you. I, I don't understand. Oh,
2: okay, can I ask a question? Follow up question. On the first episode, you offered help. How many people have taken you up on your help?
1: Uh, uh, let me let me count. Hold on. Zero.
2: Not one. I want to. I want to thank you for allowing the unknown admin and I to be the only freestyle podcast in the last seven years to be on iTunes, <laughs> Google Play Music, TuneIn
0: Radio, and iHeart. Thank you. Thank you so much. Look, let I me mean, let me just say one thing. Um, people are are too scared. They don't want to learn it. And and I agree with you that people are extremely lazy. They want everything handed to them. I started doing a lot of these these hip hop shows for a younger crowd, ages 18 to 25. Now my, my crowd is a freestyle crowd, white and Latino, 30s to 50s, that's just what it is. So trying to get these younger younger kids in there, I didn't know what to do. You know, I spent a month, every day, Monday through Friday, I would go to work and I would go down to SOBs in downtown New York City and I would hang out there, watch all these shows, watch the young promoters rile up all these kids. I learned how they did it. I recruited some of the artists that were there and I learned something I didn't know and now I've been doing three or four of these hip-hop shows and it's been getting bigger and bigger and bigger but I took the time because I knew my weakness I knew I couldn't get the younger crowd I went down there for a month I learned I watched how it was done I asked people how they got it done if you don't understand something you have to willing to accept that you don't know this and you should go back and learn it and figure out how it's done and and make it your own and and people just sit there I don't know how to do that so I'm just not gonna bother
1: in all seriousness we joke around but we tell the truth right and for me is If you're a little nervous, if you're unsure, well, take the window approach that CPR had mentioned in episode two where he was saying, you know, first, you know, invest your money in vinyl and then take that money and put it into CDs and then leave iTunes for last because there's the the biggest risk for piracy and all that. So if if you're unsure when it comes to streaming, take your older stuff and start with that and see how it goes. George Ramon released
2: Cry for Love. And uh, he posted, you know, the 15 to 20,000 people that have been streaming Cry for Love on Spotify. And he showed people, here's this old school artist using new technology. It's crazy how they show you how to do it, but you'd rather complain on the Freestyle Club Facebook page about this Freestyle Illuminati instead of getting lessons from the king of freestyle, which he shows you on his Instagram page on a daily basis. But do you follow? No. Do you listen? No. You had Andre tell you how he came up from the bottom and now he's here. And so it may be funny. It may be a lyric to a song by Drake, but the bottom line is that's exactly what he did. He invested in himself. He became a promoter, then a manager, a record label. Now he's going to do an FM station. Now he's going to stream. Now he's going to do a bunch of other things that he wants to get out there and get his brand out there. You can't hate on stuff like that. You can hate the
0: person, you just can't hate the work when, when I wanted to produce better track When I first came out, you weren't crazy about certain certain tracks I came to you and I said Who do you who do you recommend? What can I do? I'm looking for this type of sound I'm looking for this type of energy You recommended to producers And, and Tyena will not record with anybody But Willie Valentine Because she loves the way he pushes her And that connection was made through you Jay Allen and certain people And that's because I came to you and I said well, Who do I use? Who can I work with? to get this type of sound and energy I didn't know so I went to someone that can help and I asked questions and you gave me advice and I took it and I flew with it and and you build from it
2: and I I just hope that people understand that I always have their best interest at heart I am really tough on people that want to get into freestyle but I'm tough because I expect a certain quality and yeah not everybody's going to be quality and not everyone's going to be played on my show I give everything a listen 20 times over I've been in my car listening to compilations listening to songs that are completely horrible And I listened to it 50 times to make sure that I hate it as much as I thought I hated it when I first heard it. I will torture myself with a bad song just to make sure that it's it's really a bad song so I can give that feedback back to the artist. And sometimes they're not redeemable. Sometimes those songs are not worthy of spin or worthy of the artist being promoted. And I apologize for hurting your feelings. But fact is fact is there has to be a person to say stop. This is not quality. This will never be quality. And so when you came to me and I was brutally honest with you, you earned my respect because I told you, Hey, this sucks. And this is what you need to do to fix it. Here's the number
0: of Jay allens Here's the number to Willie Valentine. They will get you right. And I think people need to understand is that if you really care about your craft, there's an investment that you have to make and you have to make that investment, whether it be your time or money or, or whatever. You know, I, I do a lot of work with Willie with production. You know, we're great friends. I'll go to his house for a barbecue we're friends but he sends me a bill and i pay that bill same thing with jay Allen. the same thing when i book artists through sal and sal and i are great friends but i book artists through him he sends me a huge bill i pay it you know because i i believe in investing in the future and investing in your product and if you're not investing what you think you're worth you're playing yourself you, you pay for your quality you pay for your production you pay for your brand baby
3: i'm burning hot smoking
0: that oh, wait. look at the hater
3: shock melting right before me Checking my vibe, I'm feeling good, so alive, like yesterday, your soul is so down and now. Now I dance to a whole
2: i want to focus on the new school artists right now and answer those questions that they always ask is there someone stopping
0: them from getting to the big shows there is no one stop they're stopping themselves no. They, 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 there's no drive and there's no passion and there's no hunger the only reason why you know certain people get Ahead of people is because they want it more. It's like I said, if someone tells me Taina can't be on the show, I'm gonna build my own show. If you don't wanna put her on the radio, I'll get my own radio station. And, And that's the way you have to view your career. If someone's gonna stop you, do it yourself. That's my whole
1: mentality when people say, oh, they're stopping this and they don't want that. Do, just do your own thing. If the old school doesn't want to fuck with the, the new school, then new school, do your own thing. Do your own little mini concerts. There's plenty of venues for you to go to to do your own thing out there. Everyone else is doing it. Why can't you? So there's no one stopping them. There's no freestyle Illuminati. There's an open door.
2: I was told a few weeks ago that I was kissing the ass of Alex alatin Latin Nation, right? Because, you know, we're, we're glorifying them. And how can you hate on a guy that sells his own product, that presses his own product, that's promoting his own product? on a daily consistent basis puts money into the artists, whether they're quality artists or not I can say that there are some artists on there that I would never play but the guy is investing money into his own projects pressing them selling them he became his own independent record label brand, all right? And he's still doing it, and he takes that advice. He presses it on CD. You won't see anything from that CD for six, seven months. He'll sell them, he'll sell them, he'll sell them. Then he'll put it on iTunes. Then
0: he'll press a CD single with remixes. I mean, you got to respect that hustle. So let's take it a step further. Not only is Alex Zuniga doing that, but you don't see Sal or anybody else calling them up to book him. He's putting his own shows together. He's in Buffalo. He's in Philly. He's in Florida. He's, he's in, in Texas. 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 Texas, yes, Texas. He's putting, he's putting his own shows together and he's doing it himself. I'm not like I said, I, I, I'm not crazy about you know some of his music, but the dude hustles like, he's never hustled before, and you got to respect someone like that. Like I said, does his own music. He does his own show.
2: And to add, he hit me up, and he stated, you know, hey, what's going on? Just wanted to know what singles we're going to be using for the compilation to promote to see if they can get on CPR Top 10 Countdown. And I said, you know what? Right now, the Countdown is really stuck with a lot of good, fresh music, and they may not make it. I'm being honest. There's about three or four songs we want to get on right now, and I don't have any space. I don't know if there'll, there'll be additions from the Class Menagerie... Uh, for the rest of the year on the countdown, he didn't flip out. He said, okay, thank you. Here's a couple of songs. Here's a couple of remixes. 27 remixes for one song from two years ago. He just did it. He sent them to me. And he said, I'm going to go promote my shit. The Class Menagerie was the only thing released in the first six months of this year. So, of course, some of those songs are going to make the countdown. It was 27 songs, two CDs. And, you know, you had to pick the best. But bottom line, that's an artist right there that deserves respect. And that's not going to take this bullshit freestyle Illuminati crap. People who believe in the freestyle Illuminati are the same people that are waiting for the magnificent B-shows to start.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't with that one. I can't. <laughs> when Alex Zuniga came out with later with, with his double CD, you saw the Flyers. You saw the, the video clips, the promotional clips. You saw take fans taking pictures with the thousand posters they saw. I mean, th- those guys are hustlers, and you got. I I just keep thinking back to that, and it was like annoyingly pleasing. Like, wow, this guy's all over the place. It's like annoying, but it's oh, like I said over and over again, it's in your face. He's forcing you to look at what he's doing.
2: Shout out to Alex, yes. And final thought on Alex one thing that I will give him credit for is that we wouldn't know hustlers like Benny Gonzalez, and you know how well he hustles. We wouldn't know Damien. These two artists from my area, New England, from Holyoke, Massachusetts, they, because of the class menagerie, got to travel to Texas to do a freestyle show in Texas, a place where these guys have never been booked. Damien has been out since the early 2000s. Benny has been trying to get a song in. A good. 10 to 12 years at the radio station and this year because of alex they both got to not only be at the top 10 countdown whether it be brief or not but they got to travel to texas to promote the compilation and sing for their texas crowd again i i gotta give it up for uh, alex zuniga and the class menagerie that's that's
1: the bottom line absolutely put freestyle aside for a second look outside of the freestyle genre and see what other independent artists are doing i was listening to a podcast where the guy just put in an order for 10,000 CDs at 50 cents a unit. So he was able to to negotiate this deal where he got 10,000 CDs for 50 cents each. So how much is he going to make profit off each CD he sold? And I know there's people like, wow, 10,000, he'll never sell that. Well, guess what? He sold 7,500 of the album he had before. That's why he went back and got 10,000 at a cheaper rate. You know, he didn't just wake up one morning and started selling 10,000 units. No, he had to start at the shithole bars and and work himself up. And if other people are doing it, why can't we do it? We got to stop with the excuses, roll up our sleeves and and start thinking forward, looking what everybody else is doing to get ahead and take that example. To me, it's tiring to hear all these excuses. It's always one thing or another, and it needs to stop if you're going to get ahead. You know, if I want a car, I got to go out and work for it. No one's going to give me a car. No one gave me my apartment. No one gave me the sneakers on my feet. I had to go out and work for it.
2: Well, that about wraps it up for this specific topic. And I want to thank Andre Faria and, of course, the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes. Coming up next, the Pick Hit of the Week.
3: This is the Freestyle Club Pick Hit of the Week.
2: My pick hit is AP3's Just The Same, produced by Intonations Joey from Canada, which means you're going to hear a lot of Planet Rock goodness coming up with the song. But to make a point, and I know that the Unknown Admin hates songs with the Planet Rock beat, there are songs that actually sound really good with the Planet Rock beat, and this is one of them. Once again, it's AP3 and Just The Same. Uh, 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 uh. Now we out in the crowd, to the crowd for you love me just the same?
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah, it loud, look what we found, do you trust me just the same? Now we trapped in the sound, feed it the ground, makes it all feel the same. Let me look at you now,
0: thinking about if you love me just the same. Andre Faria yeah.
2: what is your picket of the week
0: You know she is probably my One of my favorite up and coming Freestyle artists of all time I love Her music I always try to book her when I Can I love Audi Medina and I Love no more I just downloaded the whole thing Just today and definitely Audi Medina No more shout out to Brad let me tell you Audi is I love her flow I love her style and she has just A great look and I love her music so yeah My picket of the week is going to be Audi Medina No more
1: Donabit, what is your pick of the week? I'm going with a song that's a little older, and I'm picking it because I haven't heard a lot of the DJs playing it, so I just want to remind them that it's out there. Jasmine Dennis, Sticks and Stones.
3: But we've heard this all before. Freestyle Club, Club, Club.
1: Freestyle
3: News.
1: Before we go, here we have this week's edition of Freestyle News. Samadina writes: Pellets are overkill to me. Just make a DJ version with a DJ intro for the in, and then to mix out. The rest is in between is up to the DJ to magically create a new sound with it. And I gotta agree with 100 uh, that it's up to the DJ. But again, if you have multiple versions, that just opens up." a variation that you can't just get with one single. And, and briefly, a quick example would be Scott Blackwell, a DJ here in New York City back in the 80s when he mixed uh, Dancing on the Fire with the Acapella. I'm telling you, the next day, that song, you could not find it in any store because all the DJs went out just to reproduce that mix. So having multiple versions can affect your sales in a way. And it also definitely gives the DJ more creative ability. So thanks, Sal, again for your comments, and keep them coming, folks.
2: So Andre, do you offer acapellas with your releases? No, but we really should. I think we I think we're gonna start doing that.
1: So go oh, up we got a convert. We got a convert folks nice. see
2: I love acapellas I just hate when people use acapellas and they butcher remixes. But I guess that's the whole point, right? The whole point is to get the perfect remix from that acapella to create a new sound and create a new version. And it reminds me of Metropolitan Records, where they used to have all those contests where they would feature the artists that would remix songs for them that had not been yet released, and they will give you a tidbit at the Metro message at the end.
3: No music, no vocals, no beats here, just me, Vinnie Politan, and my man Jose on the CPR Clubhouse Live!
2: And then all you wanted to do was wait until that record was released so you can buy it, so you can get that remix that that freestyle DJ did for Metropolitan Records. So give you more acapellas all day. Well, that about does it for us this week on the Freestyle Club. I hope that you've gotten some of the information that we provided during this specific podcast and you take it as a positive and a lot of the the information you take so you can push yourself to be a better artist. We are not trying to in any way, shape, or form disrespect or down anybody. We just wanted to know Andre Faria's journey through the five years that he's been in freestyle and we wanted to talk to him about some of the things that he did to become uh, successful. So we want to thank him for being here here andre where can they find you online
0: six cents nyc you can look us up there s-i-x-c-e-n-t-z like zebra uh, you can go to our websites at um I am freestyle.com. You can see all the shows and everything that we're doing. All fever records, all the time. Not just kidding. I I am freestyle.com. You can see all the latest shows that, that, that we have coming up. Uh lots of shows. We we broke it down. The, the website's even better now. We have Latin, hip hop, and, and freestyle and disco, of course. So you can go in there and, and check out any type of shows that are up and coming. Check out Taina at Taina Music That website's also been revamped and uh, we look forward to seeing you at our upcoming shows. Oh no,
1: Naman, where could they find you? You can find me at the unknownadmin.com, and you can also find me on Fortnite grinding out that Ragnarok skin. I'm CPR Jose Ortiz, and you can find me at CPRSMusic.com. And of course, peace, love, and freestyle.